Today we're going to talk about honoring our mothers. A teacher asked a little boy one time to explain Mother's Day, and he thought for a minute, then he said, well, it's a whole lot like Father's Day, except you spend a lot more money. I thought, well, that's, that's good. That's, that's a good way to look at it. Then there, of course, is a story about a man who heard a really great Mother's Day uh, sermon, and then he was thinking about it several weeks later, and he thought, uh, you know, I need to not just do these things on Mother's Day, and so he thought, uh, on my way home from work today, I'm going to buy my wife some candy, and I'm going to buy her some flowers, and so he did that. He got all prepared, and he got to the door, and he knocked on the door. Instead of just walking in, he knocked on the door. His wife came to the door, and he had the candy in one hand and the flowers in the other, and he began to serenade her. Have I told you lately that I love you? Have I? And she burst into tears. I mean, she was not like just slightly moved emotionally. She like burst into tears. He said, honey, what's wrong? She said, it's just been a terrible day. Uh, the sink's been leaking all day. Somebody backed into the car at the kids' school and they were late. And everything has gone wrong and now you show up at home drunk. <laughs> Now, guys, guys, let me just tell you, when you buy your wife something nice or you do something nice for her, she thinks you've been drinking, you need to do a little check, okay? You need to just do a little better job at loving your wife. This sermon today is not for just mothers to hear, but it's for any of us who have ever had a mother. Uh, Raise your hand if you've ever had a mother in your life. Right, okay, so you're included in this. Don't turn this off because you're not a mother, uh, but we want to honor moms today. By the way, moms, I want to I just kind of give you a break and just say you don't have to be a perfect mom. You're going to hear some principles today, and, and uh, it's okay if they challenge you, but don't beat yourselves up because you're not a perfect mom. Just relax. Just relax. There are no perfect moms in this room or anywhere on this planet because there are no perfect people. And I know you have a lot of pressure on you already. I know you feel that, just living life. So don't let today's sermon add pressure to you. I don't want to do that. I want to encourage you. I want to be encouraging to you. You know, this is the third most celebrated holiday in the United States. Uh, Behind Christmas and Easter, this is the third most celebrated. And there are, listen to this, 145 million cards sold for Mother's Day in the United States. And it's the biggest flower day of the year. Uh, This is the the Flores Christmas, if you will. And the sermon today is for everybody, okay? So we're going to talk about honoring mothers, but let's start by defining what honor is because I think it's really important for us to know what it actually means. Honor means to regard with great respect or hold in high esteem. That's what it means to honor. Uh, now, you know sometimes that I, I try to really uh, do some hard study, and, and if you look at the original language, and you go back to the, uh, actually this, uh, it, it's for, first written in the Bible in Hebrew, and then you see it in uh, the New Testament in Koine Greek, and if you really look at the original language, what it means is to honor your father and your mother, okay? That's what it means when we talk about honoring our father and mother. And so that's what this means. There's no big uh, surprise about it. And let's talk about it. Why should we honor our mother? First of all, because God says to. Because God says to. There's just no other reason to do it. Listen, if you're a follower of Jesus, uh, if you believe what the Bible teaches and it should be your guide, you should just simply do this because God says to. Look at Ephesians 6.2. 
Honor your father and your mother. That's it. That's what it means. That's what it originally meant. There's no a deep theological secret here. Now, there are some biblical principles that, you know, that are kind of secondary issues that are hard to understand sometimes. This isn't hard to understand. This isn't hard to understand. Even in the original language, it means exactly what it says in English. Honor your father and honor your mother. And this should be enough for us. We could close the sermon right here, and if we are followers of Jesus, we should say, well, God tells me to do that, so I'm going to do it. But I think there are some other reasons we're going to look at. I didn't want to encourage you. That's not the end of the sermon. But, but there are some other things we want to look at. But that, folks, that should be, really be enough for us. That should really, and by the way, this is very different than the word obey. The Bible says children obey your parents. Now, it's interesting that every single time it says obey your parents, it starts by saying children. Have you ever noticed that? It doesn't say children honor your parents. It just says honor your parents, honor your father and mother. Here's why, that, uh, why there's a difference. Because when you're a child and you live in your parents' home and they are supporting you, you are obligated to obey them. So when they tell you to do something, you are obligated by God to do what they say. But when you grow up and you leave their home and you're responsible for yourself, and, and especially when you get married and you set up a whole new home, you are no longer obligated to obey your parents. Do you realize that? I mean, that's, a, I mean, that's kind of common sense, but it's also biblical. You're not obligated to obey your parents when you're out of their home. You are, however, obligated to honor them. Uh, obeying your parents ends when you are no longer, in a sense, responsible to them, but honoring them doesn't end your whole life. And by the way, keep in mind, there's no qualifier here. It doesn't say honor your father and mother if they're good, godly parents. Honor your father and mother if they really do the right things. Honor your father and mother if they don't have substance abuse problems. Honor your father and mother if they have good mental health. There are no qualifiers because God's not saying only honor good parents. He's saying honor your father and your mother, period. Now, some of us have been very blessed to have good parents. Some of us have been very blessed to have great parents, good godly parents. But some of us have had parents with those kinds of problems, with those kinds of issues. And this is not an excuse to not honor them. We're still obligated to honor them, to show them that honor that we talked about. Why else should we honor our mothers besides that just God says so? Well, another reason we should honor our mothers is because doing it brings blessing to our lives. Look at the rest of that verse. I only showed you a first part of uh, Ephesians 6.2. Look at the rest of the verse. It says, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Now, if you look at that passage carefully, there are actually two blessings. It's kind of all one blessing, but there's two parts of it. The first part of it is, hey, if you honor your father and mother, things will go well with your life. God will bless you. Now, anybody here that says, you know what? I've had enough blessing from God. I'm just done. I don't need anything more for God to do for me. I, I just, I'm, I'm okay. I don't think anything's going to happen in the future in my life that I need God's blessing anymore. Anybody done? Of course not. We want God's blessing in our life, don't we? I do. 
And so this is one of the ways that we can do that. Now, there's not some magic, uh, uh, it's not some kind of magic potion or something. If I do A, then B is going to happen and I'm going to get a new car and God's going to send me $1,000 a week in the mail or any of that kind of silliness that you see on late night television. What it's saying is, if you will be obedient to God, he's going to bless your life. That's a pretty simple thing. You know what, we, we even uh, see that modeled as our, from our parents if we have good parents. If you are obedient to them, they bless your life. If you're disobedient, things happen, you know? And, and so God's saying, first of all, I'm going to bless your life if you'll honor your father and your mother. The second one is, you're going to live long in the land. You're going to live long in the land. And so these two wonderful blessings, this one big blessing with two parts, will happen if we will just honor our fathers and mothers. So if you're here today and you're the most selfish person on the planet and you really came here to go, what is in this for me? There you go. You, you, you can have God's blessing and live a long, good life if you just honor your father and mother. Now, hopefully, the people in here are not the most selfish people on the planet and we want to do it for a lot of other reasons. But the reality is, folks, honoring your mother brings blessing to your lives. That is a principle of God's word that can't be ignored. The third reason you should honor your mother is because good ones have sacrificed greatly. Good ones have sacrificed greatly. Now, again, I'm not under the uh, confused thought process that everybody has a great mother, but everybody's mother has sacrificed somewhere something. I mean, if you're here and you're still alive, your mother has sacrificed for you in some way. There's a story in 1 Kings about uh, two women who have newborn babies. And one of them in the middle of the night rolls over and suffocates her baby. But the other woman's still asleep, and so she thinks to herself, I'm going to trade, as if moms don't recognize their own babies, right? Uh, she goes, I'm going to trade the baby. So uh, they wake up, and the other woman wakes up and finds this dead baby next to her. And at first she freaks out. She's like, oh, no, my baby is dead. And then she takes a look and says, well, wait a minute. This isn't my baby. You've got my baby. And the woman who's got the baby who's alive, she's like, no, 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 this one's mine, this one's mine. So they finally get to the king and uh, to somehow resolve this issue. And I want you to see what happens in 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 24 through 27. Uh, really, this passage is about the king having great wisdom, but I want you to see what mothers are willing to do for their children, how much they will sacrifice. And the king said, bring me a sword. So a sword was brought before the king. And the king said, divide the living child in two and give half to the one and half to the other. Then the woman whose son was alive said to the king, because her heart yearned for her son, oh, my Lord, give her the living child and by no means put him to death. But the other said, he shall be neither mine nor yours. Divide him. Then the king answered and said, give the living child to the first woman and by no means put him to death. She is his mother. And I want you to see here that this woman was willing to give her child up to this lying, conniving woman who's trying to steal her baby away. She's saying, listen, to protect my child, I love them enough to give them up. Now, hopefully none of you will ever be in this kind of a situation I would dare to say it probably won't happen exactly like this. But you have done a million things in sacrifice for your children. You've sacrificed time, energy, effort, 
love, sanity. <laughs> you know, I mean, you've sacrificed a lot of things for your children. Uh, this last week, uh, both our daughters went on a trip together out of town. And uh, so we watched three of our grandsons for four days. Whew. Now, if you all know me, you know I love my grandsons. Wow, they are the best thing in the whole world. They are great. But man, four days was a long, long time. I mean, they wore me down. And, uh, you know, it's just moms, you have to do that all the time. I realized why God gives uh, small children to young parents uh, because they just need all of that energy and time and effort and love that they've got. So moms, continue to, to, to sacrifice greatly for your kids. And we should honor our moms because they have sacrificed greatly for us. Even if you're here and you're adopted today, if you look back, your mother may have given you up because she wanted something good for you rather than what she thought she could provide for you. Even that was a sacrifice for her. But moms, let me just encourage you, be cautious. Be cautious. Don't go overboard here. Your children should never become the center of your universe. And this is a problem in our culture. God should always come first. And if you're married, your husband should come next, even if he's a jerk. And your children should be third. I see parents and talk to them all the time that say, hey, listen, our, our uh, schedule centers around our kids' activities. Our, our lives center around our kids. Everything we do just centers around our kids. Folks, that's a mistake. That is just a huge mistake. The reason that God should come first is because he deserves to come first. And the reason that your spouse should come second is because you're wanting to model for your children what a good godly marriage looks like. And if they are the center of your universe, guess what happens when they grow up and leave your home? They expect to be the center of the universe for everybody else too. And that never goes well. That just never goes well. Are they important? Of course they are. Should you love them with all that you have? Of course you should. But they should come third behind God and your spouse if you're married. Uh, so if you're here today and you're still alive, and which you are, uh, listen, your mother has sacrificed something. Don't focus on all the things where she failed you or wasn't perfect. Focus on the things that she did. Focus on the ways that she sacrificed. And you will appreciate her and be able to honor her a whole lot better. The fourth reason we should honor our mothers is because good ones have taught us God's word. Good ones have taught us God's word. Now, the Apostle Paul writes a letter to his friend in the faith, Timothy, his kind of younger brother in the faith. He writes a letter to him, and look what he says in chapter 3, verses 14 and 15 of 2 Timothy. He says, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how your childhood, how your childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. I think I missed that. I want to go back and read that again. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Paul's writing to Timothy and specifically talking about his mother and his grandmother teaching him God's word. That's what he's talking about. 
He's saying, listen, Timothy, you're closer to God and you're experiencing his mercy and grace even through salvation because you've been taught God's word. You see, when Timothy heard the gospel, he was ripe for the pickings. He was ready to give his life to Christ. Why? Because his mom and his grandmother had invested in him, have taught him the Old Testament. Timothy was already looking for the Savior because he had, his mother and grandmother had set the right foundation. Listen, if your mom taught you God's word, you need to call her and thank her today. And if you're a mom here today, teach your kids God's word and bless their lives. Now, if you say, well, man, my kids are 14 and 17. I haven't really done a good job of this. I could have done a lot better. It's it's probably too late for me to do this. No, it's not. No, it's not. Start investing God's word in them now. But by the way, you have to know it before you can teach it. So the first step is to get to know God's word. Know it yourself so that you can invest it in your kids' lives. The last reason we should honor our moms today is because good ones have modeled faith. In 2 Timothy 1.5, Paul's actually still writing to Timothy. This is actually earlier in the chapter. He says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now... I am sure dwells in you as well. Timothy has incredible faith because his mother and his grandmother modeled faith for him. They modeled it for him. You know, this morning when I pulled up, I I park over there in front of the bank, kind of as far away as you can possibly get. And I was walking over over here to church and it felt like two blocks, you know? And I was reminded that every time I visited my grandmother up in this little town south of Kirksville called La Plata, they lived about two blocks off of the square, and on the square was First Baptist Church where she went to church. And when the weather was nice and we visited her, we would walk to church. That was so cool. That was so cool. I mean, that is, that is ingrained in my brain, this wonderful memory of walking to church with my grandmother and the investment that she put into my life. Let, let me tell you another example. As many of you know, Julie, my wife, is a cancer survivor, had cancer 20 years ago. And our kids were little at the time. And, and she just modeled great faith during that time to our children. Just modeled, hey, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how it's going to go. She went through six months of chemo, three months of radiation, an incredibly hard year. And she modeled that whole way through just her faith in God. Well, guess what? A few weeks ago, we found out that our son has bladder cancer. Now, his prognosis is really great. He had surgery this week. Doctor said, it's just exactly what I thought. Everything's going to be just fine. No no further treatment. But you know what? The moment he heard that he had cancer, you know what went through his mind? Wow, Mom, mom faced it this way. I'm going to face it this way. Mom modeled for me faith. Mom modeled for me how to trust God and to just leave the results up to him. Oh, sure, we're going to pray and ask him to do wonderful things that we want done, but at the end of the day, he's going to decide to do what he wants to do, and I accept that, and I accept that, and I'm ready to accept whatever he has in my path. It is well with my soul. And, and we heard great news, and that's all wonderful. But man, what a great like life lesson there of just modeling faith for your kids. 
I got to tell you, your kids are not going to learn faith. Unless your kids go to a good Christian school, your kids will not learn faith anywhere but in your home and in your church. That's why it's important that you're here every week. Not only because you want your kids to have faith, but you need your own faith exercised. You need to grow in your own personal relationship with Christ so that you can model for them, so that you can lead them. They're not going to learn it anywhere but in your home and here. That's it. Model faith for your kids, ladies. That'll be the greatest thing that you can do for them besides leading them to Jesus. And, and I, I just want every parent here to learn and understand and know the gospel well enough that you could lead your own kids to Christ. You don't need to call the pastor and have him come over to share the gospel with your kids, to lead them in a prayer, to lead them to Christ. You know, as a pastor, we get, uh, those of us that are paid, we get a salary and we get benefits like you do at your job. But there are a lot of benefits that we get as a pastor that aren't listed on our benefits page. And one of the greatest benefits as a pastor is when we stand in this, well, you can't see it today. There's a baptistry back there. And when we stand in that baptistry or when we stand at the lake at Smithville and a mom or a dad baptizes their own kids, that is a great benefit of being a pastor to see that. Just to know that from the time they were born, they stood here and dedicated their children. They held them as they screamed and whined and cried, and we prayed for them, and they followed through on all those things. And then they came to an age when they were, you know, seven, eight, nine, whatever, and they understood themselves that they were little sinners (laughs) and that they needed Jesus to save them. And so they put their faith and trust in what Jesus did on the cross to save them. It's not some big, not some bunch of hoops you have to jump through and a big church, you know, long class, you know, five-week class or any of that kind of silly stuff. That by putting their simple faith and trust in what Jesus had done on the cross to give his life and his blood for our sins, they could be saved. And they lead their own kids to Christ. And then they get the thrill of baptizing their own kids. Folks, that's incredible. And that starts, moms, with you having faith, growing your own faith, so that you can share that faith with your kids. Now, at this point, you may say, well, I, I, boy, I agree with you, Michael. That's a pretty good list there. That's a lot of good reasons to honor our mothers today, and really all the time. But how do I do that? Let me give you some practical ways uh, that I can honor my mother today. Some practical ways I can honor my mother. First of all, with my words, speak kindly to your moms. Tell them that you love them. Listen, most of, our, most of our moms know we love them, okay? It's not a big shock to them. You don't tell them, they go, what? Oh, I'm so surprised. They know that. But they still like to hear it, don't you, mom? Maybe they don't like to hear it. Maybe, I'm, maybe that's just one more way. I have no idea what women are thinking, okay? <laughs> of course you love to hear it. Of course you love to hear it. And so uh, tell your mom you love her. Uh, I had breakfast with my mom yesterday, and uh, she's still living and, and uh, had, had breakfast with her and told her that I loved her and, you know, I'm sorry for all the pain I caused her on my birth because my birthday was a couple of days ago. And she said, yeah, on your birthday and every day since. I'm like, wow. <laughs> uh, she was kidding, sort of, uh, a little bit to the last few years. Uh, but anyway, um, listen, speak kindly to your moms. And, and men, uh, let me just say as a side note here, You need to speak kindly. You need to model this for your kids. You need to speak kindly to their mother. You need to speak kindly to your wives. Doesn't mean you always have to agree with her. Uh, I I don't believe uh, that a happy wife equals a happy life. I don't think that's true necessarily. 
need to have a happy life and sometimes be in disagreement with one another. But communication has two parts, content and delivery. And even when you totally disagree with your wife, you can deliver that in a kind and loving way. And so no man has any business speaking harshly to his wife in any circumstance at all. And if you're a man here today and you say, well, and I, I struggle with this, I really, you know, when we disagree, I really tell her what's what and I call her some foul names and say some foul things to my wife. Listen, you need to stop that today. I don't beat on this very often. You need to stop that today. Okay? We will help you. We are not here to beat you up. We will help you. We will encourage you. We will love you. We will pray for you. But folks, that, guys, that needs to stop. You're modeling something for your children that is destructive and gross. And you need to quit it. Doesn't mean you have to agree with her all the time. But you do need to be kind to her. You need to speak kindly towards her. So in your, in, with your words, you can honor your mom. Another way you can honor mom is with my actions. Show your mom honor. When you were with her, you treat her like royalty. I mean, if somebody really important came to your house, and I was going to mention a political figure, but I thought, well, half of you will think that's awesome, and half of you will think that's horrible, so I'm not going to do that. But if a king came to your house uh, from some other country, you would, you would, you know, you'd put the dog on, as my mom used to say, you know. You, you would treat them a little differently than if the neighbor came over to borrow the mower, right? You'd treat them very differently, Treat your mom like royalty all the time. That means you open the door for her. You pull her chair out at lunch and not too far, okay? <laughs> you act in ways that show her honor. And by the way, if you're here and, and you're one of those ladies that says, I don't want anybody to open the door for me because I'm capable of opening my own door. I'm strong enough and I know how doors work. I don't need that done. Listen, settle down a little bit, okay? That's not done because we as men don't think you're smart enough to know how a door works. We don't do it because we don't think you can lift the door. It's really showing you honor. It's saying, you deserve this. I want to do this for you. And men, you need to teach this to your sons. You need to teach this to your sons. You need to make them open the door for their sisters, of all things. Teach them that. Model for them. And ladies, I'm not saying this is your responsibility but if your husband never opens the door for you, never does any of these things for you, here's what I want you to do. Today when you go to lunch, you just sit in the car until he comes and opens your door. <laughs> it's only going to take about five times for him to do that and he'll get the picture. Okay? I'm serious. You just sit there. And if he goes on into the restaurant and sits down and orders, you have two choices. If you have keys to the car, just drive home and leave him there. And if you don't have keys, get out, call an Uber, and go home and let him realize at the end that he's there by himself. He'll figure it out eventually. Trust me. Okay? It's not your responsibility, ladies, but you can help us. You can help us. And especially if you have children, folks, you need to model this for them. Young men in our culture are just, they're just acting like fools. I mean, I just can't, I can't it just blows my mind how incredibly rude they are to their girlfriends and their young wives and how they somehow think that that's right because it's been modeled for them. We need to teach them different. We need to teach them how Jesus would treat our wives and our sisters and our mothers. Fourth, or third. Uh, we need to honor our mother with our attitudes. 
Now, kids, especially you, listen up right now. It's not enough to obey with your actions uh, just because of discipline. You need to obey your parents with your heart and with your facial expressions. Okay? When mom or dad say, hey, would you pick up your room, please? And you go, all right, I'll pick up my room. Wham! Okay? You might be obeying in your behavior, but you are disobeying in your attitude. And there is a way, there is a way for you to obey and be incredibly dishonorable at the same time. Okay? Let's put those together. Let's be honorable and let's have a good attitude and be honoring in our attitude at the same time. And the fourth way is with a godly life. Proverbs 31, it says that a godly woman's children rise up and bless her. What that means is in the, in the uh, cities, there'd be an area around the front gate where people would just be, there'd just kind of be this co- constant conversation that would be going on. And if you wanted to become involved in the conversation, you go and you sit down and listen for a while. And then when somebody sits down because they got through speaking, you stand up, you rise up, and then you declare to everybody what you want to say. And what this means is, hey, your kids, they'll stand up in front of a group of people and say, listen, my mom and dad did good. I love my mom and dad. I want to be honorable to them, and I want to live a godly life because of what they invested in me. I think all of us probably want our kids to do that. But we also have to live in a way and model in a way that gives them the opportunity to do that. We don't want them to just be making up stuff. And the Bible says also right there, her husband also does it and he praises her. He praises her. For Christian parents, listen, one of the greatest blessings in life is to see our children following God because we know that their, his blessing will be in their lives. In the first service, we had a young couple that's come to our church who's dedicating their baby. We had both their set of parents. We had all four sets of grandparents and some of the great-grandparents here. They all know Jesus. They're all following God. They all, and these, I talked to these great-grandparents, and I said, man, whew, aren't you just thrilled to have this incredible legacy? And they're like, oh, yeah, this is the greatest thing in the world. I, I, you couldn't give me enough money. It would, it would pay me more than this. This is the greatest thing that I could ever ask for in my whole life. Folks, the reality is, if we want to honor our parents, one of the ways that we can do that is to live a godly life, even if they aren't Christians. Even if they aren't Christians yet, if they don't believe in Jesus yet, the fact is we can live a godly life that will inspire them, that will love them and honor them. And it'll get their attention, folks. Listen, I want you today to honor your mother. No matter what your mother has done or hasn't done, however she's been to you, she's done something for you. She's sacrificed something for you. And God says to honor her. And so today, I want everybody, if your mother is still living, if your mother is still living, I want you to call her today. And I want you to say, say if, if she's not like, in, you know, where you can say it face to face, call her and say, Mom, I want to thank you for sacrificing for me and for being a good mom to me or whatever the words that are right for you. Just honor her. Just honor her because God wants us to do that. Let's pray. Father, we're thankful for your word. We're thankful for the way that you teach us what we need to know. 
And Father, we're thankful for the mothers, the grandmothers, the mother-in-laws, the stepmothers, uh, all of the women in our lives that have blessed us, our wives, our sisters, our daughters. God, I pray that you would help us to honor them, but not just on this day, but live lives that honor them consistently. Thank you for our moms. Thank you for the way that they have given life to us and blessed us. For those of us who have good moms, God, thank you for the blessing they have been to us. Help us be a blessing to them now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.